Ready, Hans? Yep. Ready, Adobe? <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Okay. Sarah's going to hear that. Sarah's going to be like, what the f*** they been? But you can't check your six. They just started. It's kind of like, you know, taking a screwdriver to a gunfight. What's happening? Just like old Tom, Tom. She just put something in the Discord. Wait. <laughs> Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> you're going to say some shit like, oh, you're just now, it's been 40 minutes. You're just starting. <laughs> 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 I love Sarah so much. <laughs> love you. So we spent about an hour avoiding talking about our movies. Um, yeah so so how do we go about this because we're not all talking about the same movie no i mean maybe i think it's more we don't necessarily need to do like a plot recap but maybe we kind of no. just like share our experience yeah. do, i think either we start first to third or third to first no i feel like I'm, i feel like we gotta end on ticker i feel kind of like gotta end on maybe ticker. i go first then hans then yeah then that works yeah. Right. Uh, so Sounds let's like you're introducing it. it, Zach. Yeah. Welcome to this special non-episode of Steven C. at all, where two-thirds of us this time watched a Steven Seagal film. <laughs> uh, I am your host. I am one of your hosts. I am your friend. I am your good, close, personal friend, Zach. <laughs> I guess I'm Hans, since I came in second. And I am very disturbed to have come in third and I'm i thought there. you were happy to have come in third i it's a complicated relationship with third place <laughs> you're on the podium but... i well i was always going to be on the podium there are only three contestants <laughs> but uh i am glad that i don't know as much about seagal movies as either of you i am sad that i now know more about ticker than either of you <laughs> I don't think it's matter. I think if anything, you know just as much. It was just in the format remembering as much Seagal. You're you're just as cursed as we are. Mm. You're making it. You're worse. the only one between the three of us. You're the only one who has mentioned like using your Seagal knowledge in real life conversation outside of the podcast. So do not absolve yourself of this. Uh, wish I could. I don't talk about Steven Seagal movies outside of this. I try not to. But sometimes until the you Lord start correcting people, um, actually this movie came out first, you. and then this movie, and you start <laughs> filling them in on the lore. Well, so in case you didn't listen a little bit ago, we had a fun little game show. We had a friend come in, test our Seagal trivia knowledge, um, and I won. Question mark. Um, my prize was by a lot, by the anything. way. By a pretty wide margin. <laughs> I got to watch... Well, it was worth it because I got to watch anything that was not a Seagal movie. Um, and Hans came in second, so he had to watch the best Seagal movie, Under Siege 2. It is the best territory. Seagal movie. And Aaron, we'll for see. the crime of remembering the least about Steven Seagal and his many <laughs> films, uh, had to watch the dregs, the dreggiest of the dregs, the lowest oh, of the low, it was so the bad. tickeriest ticker to ever tick, uh, uh, ticker barely even a movie yeah <laughs> um can i just say so this has been pretty it's a little this is a little kind of like behind the scenes this is a little like you know if you just listen you might not realize this but you know like this idea of like in a family unit mm -hmm. if the parents are like undergoing some kind of like if like there's financial hardships that are affecting the family yeah, or yeah. If like maybe the parents are having like marital issues or such they often try to keep that away from the kids uh-huh like, you know, not that you're, like, trying to hide something, you know, keep your kid in the dark, but, like, when there's a recession or something and, like, dad's about to, like, you, you could be, like, a month away from losing the house. And, like, yeah. Timmy doesn't need to know that. He doesn't parents, need to worry about that. Yeah. Like, you just want your kid to have a happy childhood so yeah. that you kind of shield them from all that hardship. This is kind of, like, the opposite of that. Like, we're only, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, it's been, like, 20, like, 23 Seagal movies a game show and then another Seagal movie. Like... We're just back to back to back skull movies, but that's not how the recording process works. Like you're only seeing the hardships and you're not seeing the joy. Like we're hiding the joy from you. <laughs> um, because I just need to say that it has been 
a, <laughs> a minute now. Um, the last Seagal movie that I watched at time of recording, one, two, three, was three weeks ago. I haven't watched. I have not watched a Steven Seagal movie in three weeks, which yeah. is it has been joyous. Which has been joyous, and, and that's like my that's coming close that's probably my second longest stretch of time between the the record holder is i think like 27 years so this is <laughs> the, the second longest stretch in my life where i haven't watched a steven seagal movie yeah and it's been really nice i've watched a lot of good movies lately <laughs> jurassic park came back to theaters we saw that in 3d oh, wow. that was really great I uh, recently just picked up like an uh, uh, an old like a CRT like tube TV with like a VHS player built in. So I've been like rewatching some like movie like Independence Day, Blade Runner. Like I've been watching some fun stuff. Like everything I've enjoyed. Like when you go to my letterbox, it's just all good stuff. And then you hit the little pocket of cigar. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> For my reward movie, I got to watch Before Sunrise. Oh, yeah, great. The 1995, I believe, film co-written and directed by Richard Linklater, starring Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy, and pretty much it. There's technically other people in this movie, but they are like the only two like named characters. And it was a delight. Can I just say? I I, I recognize if you're tuning in. Hey, uh, so I should say, if you're not like a friend of ours, if you're just like a person that wants to like listen to like three guys like Bash on a Skull movie... You, fast forward i don't know like 10 minutes or something like <laughs> this this is the episode that by far that requires the most like lore of the podcast itself oh, <laughs> <Lore>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well because if this you want to watch the episode yeah. on the foreigner you can just jump in and watch the episode on the foreigner yeah that's fine <laughs> you you don't have to have seen the movie and you don't have to have heard us talk about any of the movies before this one even if you're just here for the skull movie it's like a reevaluate like you have you probably have to have listened to the under siege 2 episode or the ticker episode like to get mm-hmm. any enjoyment out of this so if you're just a casual just you can just get this episode that's fine yeah it's fine no but what if we put ads in here we're not putting ads in here. Don't don't uh, don't no. tell people to skip ahead. What if we monetize actually, this? Actually actually well, hey, hey listen. If there are ads in here, skip it. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to the ad. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Is that to punish us? I don't or? want you to. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry if you came to listen to a Stephen Skull <laughs> podcast and then all of a sudden I'm like, the movie before sunrise by Richard Linklater. <laughs> I didn't come here for art. Yeah. You didn't come <laughs> here for, art. you know, independent cinema, but I had a great time. This was an excellent great. watch. My wife and I watched it a little bit ago. I actually just rewatched it today. It was good. I like it was one of those movies. You know how a lot of movies, maybe that we've talked about here before, they just kind of slide right off the brain. Yeah, yeah. Like if <laughs> They're <greasy>. you <laughs> that you watch it and if you didn't literally have to like sit down in front of a microphone and talk about it with your friends for like an hour, an hour and a half or so, like it would just completely leave your mind. It's nice to have a movie that isn't that. It's nice to watch oh, a movie and it like latches in there that the next day I'm still thinking that about it. And, and then like a week later I'm still thinking about it and like mm-hmm. there's meaning to it. And there's like there not to be do a dramatic like it was life changing or my life before this movie and after this movie, but there is a part of my brain that before sunrise inhabits that will now always be there that was not there before. It was a good movie. I'll think about it a year from now and be like, yeah, that was a good movie. That's awesome. At some point, so we haven't finished the trilogy yet. I do feel like after watching, after finishing the Before trilogy, and then maybe I've I've never seen Boyhood. If I watch Boyhood, I think I can see myself. I'm like predicting this. I'm gonna be like a a Link later stand. It's gonna be you know, hey everybody, welcome to Richard Link. See you later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Richard Link, catch you later. Where I, all I want to do is talk about his movies. I can like I've only seen one or two of his. I've seen like a Scanner Darkly. I feel the Richard Link like I, the oh, egg okay. of the Richard Link later stand inside of me, and it's ready to hatch. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that's about where I'm. Ooh, and at, there's something really fun. At some point, I'd like to do. I've seen people online that do like this whole the the, the before trilogy like view proper not proper viewing experience, but like this fun like viewing experience where they wake up real early and they watch before sunrise, before sunrise. <laughs> like in real life and then they watch before sunset like you know in the evening before sunset and then they watch before midnight at night like so you spread it out through the whole day and watch each of the movies at the time like when the title of the movie takes place mm-hmm. so at some point you know i'm gonna be doing that i love stupid stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't really i don't know it's a good movie you should watch it i have a i would love to talk about it for the next hour but 
I don't think that's really the point of this podcast is talking about this good movie that neither of you have seen. No, I think no. the that's, point of this podcast. Art. Yeah, I think the point yeah. of this, this particular episode is just to talk about what this has done to our psyche. Uh, <laughs> this whole experiment. Yeah, that's what I'll focus on. It's been very nice to watch this and other good movies. Like I've only watched good movies for the last three weeks. Now, do you it's think what that does to a person? Do you think next week when you have to watch another Seagal movie, will it hurt more or will this be like time to recover and you'll be able to weather it more easily? <laughs> uh, I need to do a little research first before I answer that question. Oh, it's a, a real thinker, uh, huh? I need to have like, you know, the earpiece in like, the person keeps me up. Like, yeah, are you like on with like the American Psychological Society or... <laughs> Ooh, tough cop with a reputation for violent street justice methods you can just say a seagal character that's that's, <laughs> that's just i get what you mean <laughs> um hmm, hmm. i don't honestly i don't think i'll know the answer to that question until i like go to pull it up and hit the play <laughs> button i think i could tell you the answer to that question i think okay. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna start up that movie you're gonna think you know what i've had a nice a joyous little break and i haven't had to even think about this awful human being for weeks and you're gonna hit that play button and you're gonna start the intro sequence and that feeling will fade faster than any feeling (laughs) has ever faded from your mind in your entire life and you will be just right back in the pits (laughs) i think you're right (laughs) right now in this moment i feel like you know what it's been a while like <laughs> when the hardest times of this podcast like i know the times that we've i've struggled the most is whenever like i didn't have anything in between when i've watched like when i go and i look at the movies i've watched and it was like two or three skull movies in a row with nothing else like yeah. no saltine crackers in between them as a palate cleanser yeah <laughs> so i think i have recuperated i've had time to recover okay and i'm going back into this with my full armor and stamina in the souls like game of watching skull movies where life just keeps punching the absolute out of you um so like i've had a chance to you know sit at the bonfire and like heal up and uh-huh. everything get your estes flasks ready and, so actually yeah, yeah the, the the like elden ring the souls like is a perfect comparison for this i was doing boss fight boss fight bo- like boss rush i finally i healed i sat by the fire i got some new like you know potions of spirits to summon and i'm gonna be like okay you know what yeah i'm feeling better and then i'm gonna go into the next arena and just immediately get like stomped into the ground within the first like two seconds be like, nope, back <laughs> back to back to rock bottom already Uh within the first scene i feel like i'm not gonna know i'm not gonna know any of the combos i'm not gonna know any of the dodge roll timings i'm gonna get absolutely crushed by this next movie you're just gonna see that millennium films logo pop up and yes new image dead (laughs) literally dead steamroller well consider me steamrolled i'm done yep i'm gone um yeah so feeling good right now uh check in uh next time and we'll uh, see where we're at okay well thank you for that update uh hans how you feeling are you the host for this episode now no but uh i decided to just take over that job you're just showing your leadership capabilities i know right take charge take action hans how do you feel you know what <sighs> see how's your reevaluation is... of this movie that's what i'm really interested in so get your feelings tough. what's your reevaluation yeah. of this movie well i have to start with my feelings oh okay we'll oh, get okay there. i'll listen to your feelings feelings are important. thank you <laughs> this is very difficult for me to talk about this way because i'm going to be honest with you my first note because I, I took notes i wanted to remember this oh wow this is important this movie was refreshing <laughs> <laughs> now Oof, let i don't me think clarify. anyone has ever described a seagal movie as refreshing I let me anybody cl- has ever described under siege 2 dark territory <laughs> as refreshing let me clarify under Siege 2 Dark Territory is still an awful, terrible, <laughs> just moronic movie that should never have been made in the first place. Okay, However, okay. when you put it up against <laughs> all of the garbage <laughs> from the mid to late 2000s that we have been watching over the past few weeks before yeah. our little break, this movie seems like a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I like I forgot what a theatrical release Seagal movie was like. Oh, and man. this like he he actually like moves in this movie. He walks and runs around the train and he's 
involved. I won't say he is good at it, but he's at least involved in the action scenes. It's not a stunt double. It's wow. it's refreshing. It's very refreshing. He also he doesn't talk like a a really awful stereotype. He just talks like a normal person in that movie. This is, it was refreshing. It's the only way I can wow. put it. Now, terrible movie. <laughs> just in its own right, bad movie. But I will say, I think on my initial viewing experience, I came off of that viewing experience a little hot. And I didn't give the film the credit that it deserved. Not that it deserves much, <laughs> but... I think that I appreciate it at the same level that you two appreciated okay. it at the time. I'm very sorry Bogosian, that it took two watch-throughs to feel that. <laughs> yeah. Bogosian is a treat. That man <laughs> is phenomenal. In an otherwise awful movie, he makes it. Absolutely. Uh, what's the, the guy that plays the porter? Uh, I wrote it down. Morris Chestnut. Excellent. Phenomenal. Um... It's still incredibly creepy, Seagal's character. Oh. That didn't change. Oh, yeah. It was, you know. Even the two under siege, two dark territory stands in the room agreed that he was very yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that was never up for debate. That was yes. never going to change. Yeah. Uh, the, fir- the very first thing I noticed uh, that I don't know if we talked about when this first came out, but yes, it is an earthquake laser. I missed that originally. You two had to explain earthquake it to laser. me. Now, this is an earthquake laser that the government doesn't know about, NASA doesn't know about, nobody knows about it except the guy that invented it in the secret little subset of the government. But it was launched from the space shuttle, which is like the most public of the, of the types of space launching equipment, yeah. which I thought to be very funny. There were, a, moving on to the second point here, there were a lot of extras in this movie. I It was a kind of a stark contrast. The stuff that we have seen recently is like eight people and that's it. And that's all they could afford. There were like a lot of people, just background people in this movie. It was, again, it just gave me this, this is a throwback to theatrical Seagal. Still bad, but refreshing. Uh, oh, when they, (laughs) in the very beginning, the bad guys go to an airfield to steal a helicopter so that they can get to the train and they they make a they made a point. I didn't notice this the first time. They made it a point to show that the code to open the gate to the airfield was sixty nine. Yes. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And that's the code. How it's not like that? five characters. It's not you know something 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 pound. It's six nine gate open. Uh, and then the only other thing I thought about, I, there wasn't really a lot to think about with this one. But the only other thing I thought about was the the whole like premise is that he lets the government know because he faxes his chef buddy and then the chef buddy gets the information to the government. But the train is in dark territory, which means there's no communication. They can't talk to the train, the conductor. There's no, like, internet signal. That was, like, the whole point. How did he send the... Yeah, that's the whole... That's the name of the movie. How did he send the fax? (laughs) He sent it over a phone line. If they can't get a phone call, if they, if they can get a phone call out, they're not in dark territory. How did that work? Uh, who cares? Just look at Bogosian. <laughs> they're I'm not even going think... to try to no. give I don't... a justification but... for how that works. I know, but like, I don't think we touched on that the first time we watched this movie. I don't and think we talked about like it. It's not even like a little bit of like a, like a, oh, just like a weird thing that happens in the story. Like the whole point of Bogosian taking over this train at this particular time is because there's no communication. Right. The entire title <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> so it's not just like a weird not like, little plot hole that here. doesn't there's... matter. Like it's central to the film that no one can communicate with anybody. Exactly. And he didn't, it's not like he had some like some special CIA hardware that communicates with satellites or some other like garbage like that. Under he, Exactly. He plugs it into the phone, the hardwired phone in the train and sends his fax that way. It That doesn't like it doesn't work. And I don't think we even thought about it. There were so many nah. other things to talk about when we first watched this movie that that didn't register to me at the time. I don't think we talked about it, but I was so confused. I had to pause it. I was like, wait, 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 w
the whole like premise of the second act of this movie is that he sends the facts to let the government know he's on the train that can't happen if they're in dark territory <laughs> we'll just assume anyway. that he was like you know holding the phone up can you hear me now can you hear me now he got one bar and he likes oh i just oh no, it is very funny. Like, I'm not a plot holes guy. Like, I, that's not my preferred method of movie criticism is just pointing out every potential plot hole you see. But when the plot hole of the movie is literally the title of the movie and, like, the central <laughs> foundation principle of the movie. You might have a point. Yeah. yeah. might have a point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, so it was, it, it was, I, that's why I, uh, see, I do, I, I do this all the time. I hesitate to say that it was refreshing because it it was to a certain degree but with that major caveat <laughs> that this is still a bad movie with some admittedly funny parts in it that I don't think I appreciated enough on my first watch. Yeah. So we know the movie's bad that's on for debate but did you like enjoy it? You said no. it's refreshing but like Absolutely did you, not. I didn't. You, did you didn't enjoy it? Okay. No. You it. So you're not with us on this. No. I enjoyed it. You're still a hater. I thought it was like fun to watch. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to watch it again willingly, no. but it was pretty fun in the moment when we did watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay. If we were uh, okay. all together let's in let, the okay. same hold, room, but hold on. I'd watch let's it let's level with you. set here. I do have a copy of Under Siege 2 Dark Territory on VHS if we would like to watch That's it. That's amazing. <laughs> Where? How did you get this? But you at the store. <laughs> you bought this with your own money? I was at like a record slash like used movie store or whatever. I saw Under Siege. T- this was especially this was what uh actually wait I think this might have been when I was in Connecticut, but this was like a bit <laughs> early. This was a little closer when we released that episode. I saw it in the store. I wasn't not gonna get it. It's literally the the I... highest movie on my Steven Seagal ranks. <laughs> okay, list. okay, I had okay. To get it. So let's let's level set here because you say you're not you wouldn't rewatch it, but you enjoyed watching it the first yeah. time let me let me level yeah. set when i when i say i didn't enjoy it i think i'm coming at that question with a sense of i would not watch this movie again it was mm. a bad movie mm-hmm. but i mm-hmm. if you're if you're talking along those lines well, i suppose you, well, yeah, hans you need to specify you would not watch it a third time no i wouldn't watch it a third time. i would not watch it a second time you would not watch it a third time because you had to watch it again and i did not <laughs> as was my punishment for coming in second I I guess I can agree with you that I enjoyed watching Bogosian use his earthquake laser. Okay, good. That was fun. I I think we're in agreement on that. But I would not <laughs> I would not willingly watch this movie mm-hmm. a third time. Okay. Okay. See, I feel like it's a little hard cuz I think Aaron, for Aaron and I our brains are like broken in the same way yeah <laughs> i'll get to that when i start talking about ticker but well, well just that there's bad movies i would rewatch, mm-hmm. and there's good movies i wouldn't rewatch, and there's bad movies that are fun yeah that i would rewatch, and bad movies that are fun that i want to rewatch. like yeah. it, it's almost the quality of the film is only one of many factors yeah. that no, is I, like in the equation as to whether i'd watch a movie again i can agree with that i, I, I think we're very okay. much on the same page there okay, because okay. something like the banshees of inishirin is a phenomenal movie in every regard it, it, the way it was written the camera work the acting the a, every piece of that movie was a masterclass in how good a movie can be i hated it i freaking <laughs> hated that movie it sucked it was a it was an objectively incredible uh, film. Uh-huh. I hated it. Hey, listeners, if you're really interested in this phenomenon, I have an essay on our uh, website, stevenc.all.com, uh, <laughs> entitled "Babylon: Why It's Good and he Why does. I Hate It," <laughs> and it's a phenomenal essay. <laughs> See, I know I'm also very weird here because, like, something like Banshees of Sharon or like Whiplash is almost like a comfort movie for me. And I don't think <laughs> Whiplash is a comfort movie. <laughs> Whiplash almost yeah, gave me a panic just, like, attack. I could just cuddle into a nice big like blanket. I of, love you know, Whiplash, and I will have watch a hot it again. Cocoa and a nice big blanket of Whiplash wrapped. I I love Whiplash. I will watch it again. I think it's an excellent movie. I will absolutely watch that again uh, many times, many more times in my life. Mm-hmm. I gotta be in the mood. I've seen Whiplash at least like eight times. I could I could put that on any day. I've seen it like two it. or three okay. times. I love it. It's a great great movie. 
I will absolutely so, watch it again. I will not watch it whenever you want. I gotta so be I've like. Never seen, it's, I've never seen oof. Whiplash. I oh, didn't even man. know. Have what, you ever had a panic I attack? Know, I yes. Just imagine <laughs> that for like know, two hours. I didn't even know what it was. And Zach talked about it one day, and we were all hanging out together. And Sarah looked at, like, gave him this like beaming expression, this this the the pure anger and <laughs> hatred behind her eyes when she looked at Zach when he was talking so happily about Whiplash. So good. And I asked what the movie was, and Sarah looked at me with that same expression and said, "Don't watch Whiplash." J.K. Simmons it was just, like yells for an hour and a half. It's great. <laughs> Have you, well, have you ever seen Uncut Gems? I have not. I haven't either. Oh, you should watch it. You, you, there, we you talked need about to do that. Like a, I, I want to. You need to like a whiplash, like Uncut Gems, like double feature. That sounds like just, a bad of, idea. Of just like <laughs> a five straight hours of just like an awful pit in your stomach. Just take no, your thumbs I, ahead of time. I think yeah, I need you're gonna to be watch this movie. And be like, am I? Do I have heartburn <laughs> from watching movies? <laughs> I think I need to watch Uncut Gems at like 3 p.m. on a Saturday, and then yeah. when that's over, order a really gross takeout dinner, and yeah. then watch Airplane. Just watch like a nice comfort movie, like Whiplash or something. <laughs> it's like not a comfort house. movie. That's not a comfort movie. Airplane okay? would be my comfort movie. Airplane's really good movie. <laughs> oh it's like God. movie junk food. Watch a musical or something. Ooh, yeah. Um, Earlier this year, I was talking to some friends. This was like, we had started the podcast, but this was like a bit earlier on, I think, like we were like seven or eight moves in or something. And I was talking to them and I mentioned like, yeah, I've just been like watching like all these like awful like Seagal movies. Like <laughs> I had to cheer myself up. Like, what did I say? I can't... It was something along the lines of like, so over it that I had to like watch something. I had to watch Eraserhead to help cheer me up. <laughs> and they're <were> like, <laughs> you watch Eraserhead as, as like a pick me up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, Eraserhead. <laughs> yeah, you know, the nice feel-good movie eraser head. <laughs> when you're just having a bad day and you just want like you know some pure like uncomplicated bliss you watch eraser head what's the big deal zach i think your barometer was broken far before yeah, this experiment I, oh man it, it was configured wrong but now it's been like thrown onto the ground it's like if we're doing a psychological <laughs> experiment they find out like halfway through that they didn't do a good enough screening <laughs> they they fight on halfway yeah. through the control group is already yeah wrong. You, there's something wrong to begin with. <laughs> You're throwing off the data. Or it's the classic like we're polling to see the average amount of Seagal movies a person has watched. The outlier who has watched 2,000 Seagal movies has been removed from the pool, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> we want to know how people respond to movies, but we had to take Zach out of there because he just kept <laughs> every answer he gave was wrong somehow. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> I watch sometime this week. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Um, and I, again, like I said, I'll watch it again, but like I won't just watch it like any time. <laughs> Woof. I, I've joked about how Seagal movies are banned in our household. Like, that. <laughs> I, I can't watch them in the same room as Sarah Whiplash. I really can't watch it in the same room as Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll like rip the TV off the wall. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, okay, so at the risk of this turning back into a, uh, a hangout podcast, I'd like to talk about Ticker. Well, I don't want to talk about Ticker, but I'm gonna talk about Ticker. <laughs> oh, do, you have any, do you have anything else to say about Under Siege Two? No, that's it. I, I, yeah. I, okay, that... I'm glad. Oh, okay. I'm not glad that I had to rewatch it, but I think of all of the movies that I could pick from, that was the right one for my punishment Good. movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a good way to sum it up. Now, as the host of this episode, I will effortlessly segue transition us into our third guest of the evening, Aaron. You uh, that was smooth. Would, you would absolutely love to talk about the film ticker. Is I, that correct? I, so <laughs> inside me, there are two wolves. No. <laughs> no. Get off the call. And one of those wolves once. I can't believe I'm saying this. One of those wolves really wants to just like tear this movie to shreds and just hate every second of it. And yes, one of correct. those wolves yes. also <laughs> wants wolf. that, but is okay. so beaten down and tired <laughs> that he just can't. And I'm more in I'm I'm with that wolf. Like I watched this movie fully expecting so that's the alpha wolf. That's yeah, I have given 
that's the wolf I'm feeding. Uh, You're starving the other wolf? <laughs> that's the how the whole metaphor goes. The wolf that wins is the wolf you feed. That's how the whole that's how that <laughs> metaphor ends. Uh, and I'm I'm feeding the tired wolf. Um, I'm hanging out with tired wolf. So I went into this experience of rewatching Ticker. Uh, the movie that we all agreed was the worst Seagal film so far. By far. A solid half. Star. And I'm not going to dispute that. It Good. is the worst. And what I will say is that I think I've discovered that through this experiment, we've joked about how like our brains are broken and stuff. I, I'm not joking. I really discovered the depths of the reality of my broken brain rewatching ticker because like i didn't take notes or anything the second time through i wasn't going to give it you know that that level of dignity it doesn't deserve it that's totally fair and so i watched it and i i had like strain not to look at my phone or like (laughs) just find something to distract me from this movie but so like in the in the opening sequence when seagal is like trying to free the senator from because there's always a senator uh from this mansion that has like the basement of like a high-rise like <laughs> apartment building and then there's like a shootout inside except every frame of the shootout is from a different movie so it's impossible to tell what's going on <laughs> and everything ends up exploding anyway like Seagal fails at his mission everything is exploding right I just when I first watched this movie, I remember being absolutely bewildered. At this point, I'm just like, well, okay, sure, like this is fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. When like he's defusing the bomb, and depending on what angle the camera's at, it's a completely different bomb. Yes. Or like <laughs> when he says 42 <laughs> seconds left on the clock, and it very clearly says like 48 seconds, and then it cuts closer <laughs> to the bomb, and it's like 10 and a half minutes. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, <laughs> like, I I think I'm stuck in the flow state. I I can't. I think I've discovered in this experiment, rewatching this movie, how deep I am in that flow state. So little of this movie mattered. So like how throughout the entire You're not movie, in the flow state, you are the flow yeah. State. I've become one <laughs> with the flow state. Uh, I reached you know like a flow state enlightenment here. Um, it's like throughout the whole movie Dennis Hopper like the whole point of his character he's the villain it's the IRA blowing up buildings in San Francisco for absolutely no stated purpose they never state why they're doing this ever (laughs) something to do with uh, Jamie Presley's husband built a a wing of town hall but because he was an architect and he well we know that's why she's in on it we have no idea we why have the IRA is no there. idea why the ira is there we have no idea why dennis hopper's there it doesn't matter um he gets blown up near the end of the movie anyway well it's because he offered you a chance at fame and fortune you fool yeah and like half the oh scenes he has <laughs> this painful irish accent and half the scenes he just doesn't nothing makes sense every time there's an explosion you'll get clips from like five to eight different movies clipped together like when the (laughs) senator's mansion finally explodes they show a clip of like a farmhouse in what appears to be a rural texas exploding like it it makes no sense but it didn't affect me at all (laughs) like it didn't even phase me and you you said bring it on give me more i'm worried <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about this before, yeah. but out of all of us, you are the most Yeah. Like undiluted. Like yeah. we're all sipping our little Seagal coffee. <laughs> you're drink you're just drinking the like cold brew concentrate like yeah. straight from the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Like we got a little, you know, I'm getting an Americano, so you take it, you know, it's got some water there, maybe a little cream sugar in there. Mm-hmm. With you know, with some other good movies sprinkled in throughout. No, uh, no, I'm not doing that. You're just you. You take the you put the little maca pot on the stove, and then you take what comes out of that and boil that down, <laughs> and then you just like drink the like residue. I like that's scrape because the, what's left off the bottom of the pan, and just like <laughs> slightly rehydrate all, it. Yeah, 
You've just, what, I think, watched two non-school movies I watched the Barbie in sludge. theaters, almost died. It was... <laughs> It was lovely. Just the complete lack of flow is just assaulting <laughs> all of your senses. Like, wait, wait, structure a good movie? and plot and jokes. Yeah. What? what? Meaning. Uh, the, the, the themes uh, don't actively compete art. against the images on screen. It's like they took a, a pilgrim <laughs> from like the 14th century and put him on a Universal Studios like 4D like ride. <laughs> where, like, you know, the minions and the Transformers are jumping out of you and you're like, you, yeah. A second ago, you thought the Earth was flat, and now you're experiencing this. Yeah, like, like oh. I, I touched the monolith, and it's just the Technicolor <laughs> stripes. <laughs> it was... I'm just picturing Star Baby Aaron. Like, <laughs> oh, it had something to say. Wow, it actually had like a message, and it was that message yeah. was conveyed through the images and words and music and shot composition and blocking and story, and it all kind of worked <laughs> together for a purpose. Uh, it was art. So I would agree. It was amazing. So I would agree. Yeah. I would absolutely agree that if you sat down to rewatch Ticker and your main takeaway is this is affecting me none. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to seek like professional. <laughs> I I mean I good. I said it several episodes ago that I think this is an inadvertent supersize me. Um, <laughs> and the real you know the real discovery is not anything to do with Seagal, but. Uh, more like the effects of Seagal on the human brain. Mm-hmm. How it is. impacts you. Yeah. Now, I was like elated when I went and watched Barbie. Good. It was a euphoric experience. But it was like, it was kind of like banging your head against the wall. And then you stop. <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> Wait, but you've actually seen three movies this year. You also saw Oppenheimer, didn't you? I also saw Oppenheimer, yeah. Yeah, you did the Barbenheimer. Nice. Yeah. That was also pretty and good. And Babylon. And then 20-some Skull movies. Yeah. And I rewatched a lot of the Mission Impossible movies, but... Oh, uh, that's right. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you watched the yeah, entirety right, yeah. of the Mission Impossible series except the newest one. Yeah, I still haven't. You seen You prepared for watching the newest one Mission and then Impossible didn't watch 8. the newest one. Still haven't seen that one. It <clears throat> might come back for IMAX. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it because... out of theaters already? No, I think it's technically still in some theaters, but Mission Impossible came out and it was like a week or two later and Barbenheimer came yeah. out. Uh, so I, yeah. Mission Impossible only had like a week of like IMAX screens like to its and pretty much like when it came out, it had like every IMAX screen in America. I'm sure it was playing yeah. Mission Impossible, yeah. but they've like so Barbie is coming back to IMAX theaters um I, again i don't the the release the recording to release like this if you're listening to this this is useless to you potentially but barbie came back to imax theaters um and they floated the idea they've said if there's demand for it they'll do mission impossible like bring it back for imax yeah. specifically i'm demanding um, it <laughs> yeah that'd be nice i go see it again they're uh ooh, actually aaron uh-huh. you know what will be on imax screens september 22nd what Stop making sense. The concert film recording of the Talking Heads that came out, uh, you know, back in the day. Okay. Like it's a bit of an older movie. It's like coming back in theaters, like for the third year anniversary or something. Interesting. So if you are at all a Talking Heads fan, I am not. You can watch but... Stop Making Sense live in IMAX. And if you know any kind of Talking Heads backstory, history, lore, I know nothing about the Talking um, Heads. You know that like. You don't know anything about the Talking Heads. No, Aaron, you disappoint I'm me. Sorry, I do that often. A bunch of them like <laughs> hate each other. Oh, oh no. And so they're doing a live Q&A after the movie. So things could get interesting. Yeah. Um, so you should watch Mission Impossible slash Stop Making Sense. Mm, okay. That sounds like fun. But yeah, any other thoughts on Ticker? Um, the worst movie ever. On, not on Ticker specifically, but um, you know, we, we've talked to our friends who are listening to this podcast and none of them are doing like a watch along, which good choice good do not do a that's, watch long do not. that's the entire point of what we're doing do the takeaway is do not do a watch, do a watch along. along we're we're watching them all so you don't have to yeah it's um it's done things to me <laughs> it is truly I, I the thing is i we've talked about this before like other seagal podcasts and we've noted that we've noted that we're like the only one watching them in order and mm-hmm. like which was that's like wild all, but but also just that in general like there isn't we haven't found any podcast that has every skull movie no like a bunch of them have given up Mm -hmm. i get why yeah (laughs) i get that by the time you hit like 30 (laughs) you're feeling tapped out (laughs) i get it For all the podcast, all the Seagal podcasts that have stated, like the three or four other Seagal podcasts that say we're watching all the Seagal movies, yeah. and then got like you know, fifteen, like twenty in and stopped. 
I'm with you. Solidarity. Yeah. I get it, man. I think there's one that got into like well, the not 30s. solidarity. Not solidarity. No, no, no. But like, I'm I'm with you over here. Yeah. We're still in it. <laughs> We're still doing yeah. it. But like, I respect your life choices. Oh yeah. No, I, no shame. No shame at all. Totally legitimate choice to just say, you know what? Thirty six was know, enough. Actually, I'm done. <laughs> it's not worth the content. Yeah. No content is worth this. No. Hey, we don't make content around here. We make art. We craft art. Yeah. We make art out of the garbage that yeah. we forge. Capital A <laughs> that we force feed ourselves. Arts. Yeah. You could hang this podcast in a museum, mm-hmm. and in that museum, someone would walk up, look at it, and go, eh, "I could do that." <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we made this. I don't know if I made the same joke in the ticker episode. Maybe I'm retreading old ground here. But there's this old, uh, like story that gets passed around. I think it was like in an interview or something. Dennis Hopper said it somewhere. It's like, ooh. Here's a movie we haven't talked about in a while. That when he filmed the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, boy. (laughs) The Nexus. It sits at the center of this very weird Seagal web. Well, it did. It did. Not so much anymore. Not anymore. But that's a throwback. Back in the first like 10 episodes, the Super Mario Brothers live action film really sat at the nexus of this whole project. But in the original live action Super Mario Brothers film, there's this like story where Dennis Hopper says that one time his child was like, why were you in that movie <laughs> and you know he's like you know i did it for the paycheck like i he's he, he says something along the lines of like i did it to you know buy you a pair of shoes or something like you know I, 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 this is the work i do this is my job i do it so i can like buy your shoes and the kid says dad i don't need shoes that badly <laughs> sick burn. it's like sick almost burn. like too sick of a burn for a kid that like you, that, that's why you question it a little bit yeah but I wonder if his kid was aware of the movie Ticker <laughs> starring what Tom Tom Sizemore Tom Sizemore Tom Sizemore Steven Seagal Jamie Presley yeah. and and Ice T is in there <laughs> yeah very briefly Ice very T. briefly yeah but you have this funny interaction of his kid like talking to him uh about after the Super Mario movie came out I don't know if there's a funny interaction for Ticker because I feel like if his kid actually saw Ticker then he that kid probably just didn't talk to Dennis Hopper for like a month. <laughs> like Super Mario yeah. Brothers movie, you'll like roast him. You'll go and like make a funny joke. You watch Ticker, you're just like, I, that's not my father. I need some time yeah. off. Like, <laughs> now, thankfully, at least according to the behind the scenes info we have, it only took Dennis Hopper like half a day. <laughs> he half got in, got he... out, got paid. It was like a day and he didn't interact with anyone on set. Honestly, yeah. that's like the best way to film a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to Dennis film. Hopper. The best way to film a terrible movie that stars Steven Seagal. Get in, get out, get paid, be done. When someone kind of phones it in, I don't respect that. But when, like, someone is, like, completely, like, devotes their entire (laughs) existence to, like, phoning it in. When someone is doing, like, a a Ron Swanson, George Costanza level of, like, having to work harder (laughs) to do less work. Like, when you're phoning in is so high concept and high effort. I have to give props to that. Being the main villain of a movie where you're on set for a day and don't interact with any of the other cast members, that is that is mind expanding. That is brain enrickling. That is truly magical. Uh, that's pretty good. So I give you props, Dennis. Hoffman. Yeah, good job. I think. Oh yeah, is that is that our? I think our movies is uh, that our experience. That was my experience. Yeah, I really don't want to say anything more about ticker it wasn't good it wasn't good the second time i just don't care anymore <laughs> it's just as it bad as it was the first shell, time a shell of the man you once were. yeah honestly it's rough yeah maybe i don't know go and should go watch whiplash and you know cuddle up and <laughs> well i don't even know what's a, for your for your ailment i don't even know what to prescribe because we tried barbie and it was almost like too much of an assault <laughs> to the senses like <laughs> You need something that's like good, but like not milk toast, but yeah. like solid, like watchable, but like middle of the road. You need to go watch like Forrest Gump or yeah, something. Yeah, what's like the chicken noodle soup of uh, movies? Yeah. Oh, like uh, Hot Fuzz. Like some Steven Spielberg no, films. Absolutely or something. not, Hans. You're not understanding the assignments. <laughs> no, like I got to watch some Spielberg. No, I so. Yeah. I think you need to watch something with Tom Hanks in yeah. it or like directed Ooh, by Spielberg. I'll go like watch Money said. Pit. You ever seen Money Pit? <laughs> Oh, I love Money Pit. My my grandmother had like four VHS tapes at her house, Mm. Uh, and it was Oliver Twist, which my sister and I never wanted to watch. 
Cats, there. which my grandma always wanted to watch, like a recording of the stage <laughs> production of Cats. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar. And <laughs> Jurassic Park, which I wanted to watch nice. often, but my sister never did. And <laughs> Money Pit, starring Tom Hanks, which both my sister and I love to watch. We wore that thing out. Grandma didn't like it so much, okay, so she made us watch Oliver Twist every hear, now and again. But hear me out, though. Yeah. I'm gonna put a little, a little spin on mm-hmm. it. You've got mail. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Oh. I think you got mail. That's like the chicken noodle soup. Oh, okay, I've never seen it of the movie world. That's a solid. It's like a, a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom com okay. about a small bookshop owner who's being, you know, her store is gonna go under because of this big business like bookshop coming in, mm-hmm. run by Tom Hanks. But the whole time she's secret. She's emailing someone. She's having a romance. But it turns out it's him. It's the guy that owns Ooh. the big bookshop. <laughs> That's a chicken noodle soup movie. Yeah, I've ever I just one. need like a competently made but not groundbreaking yeah. movie. Just a solid all rounder. Yeah. Like they turn on the TV and you're like, oh, oh, they're playing. You got mail. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm down. Would the Oscar qualify? Is, I... is that what the one I made you watch? Oscar Stallone when you could actually understand him. Hmm. Aaron, have you ever watched I, I, Oscar? No. I think you should watch Oscar. Oh, but I, don't think, I don't think that's a chicken noodle soup movie. It might not be, but I think it's close enough that it would work. What about like Rocky? No, 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 no. Because Rocky's like a great movie. Yeah. Oscar is uh, Stallone's one attempt at doing a comedy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. He, and 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 it is like a like a, a comedy of errors, like almost like old timey, like interesting slapstick. It's... Huh. That's one of those movies that, that that was like the only thing my sister and I had to watch when we were with mom at work. Like Charlie so Chaplin by over way and over of and over and over again. Steve Sylvester Stallone. A little bit. Honestly, the, the way I would sum it best, like the reason this movie is worth existing, there's a moment where it's uh, Tim Curry. Okay. is like addiction. <laughs> sure. Trying to teach Sylvester Stallone to like speak with proper addiction and pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> the movie is like worth it for that moment, for like uh-huh. that scene alone. Like that is the buy-in. That is like why this movie should exist. The rain in Spain and all that. It, yes, exactly. Okay. He plays, he's a gangster trying to go straight at the request of his dying father. Ah. Stallone. So he has, he's yeah. trying to become a banker, so he has to talk like a proper gentleman. How kind of and you. And then you have, like, shenanigans, like, his his daughter has, like, an on-and-off-again boyfriend. There's all kinds of just, like, the thing is, then he's just surrounded by this whole family, and they got all kinds of, like, crazy, okay. like, you know, dudad's going That's on. That's interesting. You sh- I'll have to you watch You should that. watch Oscar. Mm-hmm. You should. What's it's really a, fun. It's very good. You know, it's great. It's like impossible to Google search for this. Oh, that's it. I forgot about that. <laughs> Oscar like, Sylvester Zach, Stallone. <laughs> so I told Zach about this movie and he came back to me and said, Hans, that movie doesn't exist. And I was just like, no, it definitely does. And he couldn't like we neither of us yeah. could find it. You you can't find it online. Because what do you search? Oscar nineteen ninety, like Oscar Sylvester Stallone, like <laughs> Oscar movie, Sylvester Stallone. This movie is like the anti-SEO. Like, it is only made up of terms that will pull other results (laughs) other than this movie. (laughs) There is no Google search you can form where Oscar, the the film starring Sylvester Stallone, will be the first result. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, Sylvester Stallone almost got the Oscar in 1990 for this movie. And you're like, no, stop it. No, stop it. Yes. (laughs) I should should Mm -hmm. rewatch Oscar. Okay. It's a fun movie. Uh, I don't know how to close out this episode. I don't know either. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we can't really do our quotes. How about we, why don't we say this? Because I think the cat's out of the bag now. We know we're going to have an, an ending quiz show. Yeah. Once we're done, right? Uh-huh. What, sure. uh, yeah. what do we think the punishments are going to be for that one? Loser has to rewatch every single season. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that would kill you. Uh... <laughs> Hmm. hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh, okay. Dear listener. <laughs> Jesus. You you know how to you know how to contact us. <laughs> if if you have ideas for what the prizes should be for the uh, quiz show at the end of this project when we're finally free. Uh <laughs> let us know. Send us an email. Talk to us on Discord. Join our Patreon exclusive Discord channel which definitely exists. Yeah, patrons <laughs> will get to vote on the punishment that we will face for the quiz show episode. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's it. I think that's it. That's it. I don't have anything that's else. Not an, that's not an ending. It's um, just a suggestion. Could be an ending. I mean, it could be like a Seagal movie, and it just kind of stops. <laughs> this has been the wrap-up post-game show. This has been Talking Seagal. Hans, finish us out. Do a, do a stinger. No stinger, Hans? I'm thinking. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have a stinger. I just have... Well, thank you for listening to us talk about our punishment and reward movies from the game show episode. We don't know how to end it, so... Remember, it's not <laughs> the destination, it's the journey. And... No, Except I really no, want to get to the destination on this one. No, 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 You want to get to that? You want to get to what? Force of Attrition or whatever his 2019 film? No, you want to get to <laughs> Beyond the Law? That's Beyond, Beyond the, the Law. Wait, oh, that's the problem is when you say it's not the journey, it's not the destination, it's the journey. The journey is but... all the movies to, to take us there. And the destination is Beyond the Law, the long-awaited sequel to Above the Law. <laughs> yeah. It's neither. Uh, Steven see it all aware. It is neither the destination nor the journey. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. There, yeah. say, say that again more emphatically and cut that in. And, you know, on Steven C. at all, it's like they say it's it's not the journey. It's also like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like when they say when it comes to Steven C. at all, it's just like they say it's not the destination. It's also not the journey. We'll see you next time. I hope. Bye. That means one of us has to die. secret satellite with nuclear capabilities a team of international terrorists a government held hostage president the other's been safely evacuated an undetectable moving headquarters i'd like to call your attention to the highly trained men with the automatic weapons they may be called upon to shoot you there's only one problem any other heroes the cook from Under Siege is back. I'm not even a good cook, but there are some things I'm good at. And things are really heating up. There's a 45, okay? Yeah. Last time, he rocked the boat. This time, the sky's the limit. This I'm trained for.